Welcome to Untold Physio Stories Podcast, your perfect commute resource with physio failures, successes, interesting cases, and more from the physio and rehab world with your hosts, Drs. Andrew Rothschild and Urson Religioso. This episode of Untold Physio Stories is sponsored by Edge Mobility System. Edge Mobility System is your online site for everything a PT, OT, DC, MT, ATC, or fitness pro would need. Get certified in blood flow restriction therapy or training online. Check out our full modern manual therapy seminars, ISTM toolkit, edge suspension trainer, portable tables, and more. Untold Physio Stories listeners can save 10% by going to edgemobsys.com. That's E-D-G-E-M-O-B-S-Y-S.com slash untold to save 10% off their first purchase. Edge Health and Tech Solutions. We do websites that work for you and give you an edge over the competition. Did you know that you have less than 10 seconds to capture someone's interest in your website before they click away? How about the fact that most people are accessing your website from their phone? Save thousands and get a fully mobile, appealing, and SEO-optimized website linked to your social media, email list, and Google My Business. All for one low price and no monthly fees. Why not keep doing what you do best in your business and allow us to handle the tech side? Let's get started. Find us at edgehealthandtech.com. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E, with Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, and Modern Rehab Mastery. Back to teaching live eclectic approach seminars. So check those, uh, check out my new schedule at modmt.com slash calendar. With me is Dr. Mike Lobelens. He's been on a few times with some interesting stories, and he had a he had a recent case that he was telling me about. So I thought he should come back on. How's it going, Mike? I'm great. Thank you for having me back on, Dr. E. This is awesome. Yeah, no problem. So what do you have for us today? So I thought this was a really interesting one. Um, Like I told you, I was actually reading one of your blog posts about flexion and fast responders. Like, I want to say this was two years ago at this point. Um, So it's just funny that it happened to pop back up. So this patient actually came to me with knee pain at first. Um, She had had this knee pain for like ever. So she had fallen when she was really young. The doctors told her there was a hole in her knee, but that surgery wouldn't help. kind of a weird, you know, way to start it. But so she ends up having this pain all the way through high school. And she just kind of played through it with sports and stuff. Um, but she recently tried to get back into fitness because her kids are finally old enough. She has some time. Um, so, but her knee is just like killing her, right? So she told me her lower back was kind of a secondary concern. It bugged her during pregnancy, but you know, her knee feels like she's having someone put a knife through it right now. So that's really her main, you know, let's tackle this first. So one of the first things I tried to address during her first visit was she had a lumbar shift away or that deviation. So I tried doing some McKenzie shifts, which actually made her back feel worse. Uh, I had some other things that we could address at the ankle and the knee. So I kind of shifted my focus away from that for the time being. After that first visit, she came back and she was like, my knee feels so much better that now my back is limiting my workouts. So we kind of dive right into the back. And, you know, I was going to start using the stoplight rule with the McKenzie shifts, but I decided because she's been in pain for so long that I was like, all right, let's just give her something that she might tolerate more. So I put her in a slight roadkill uh, position, and this was just like still really uncomfortable for her. So I 
used all the techniques that you can think of to modulate our pain. Like we started with isometrics. We did some breathing, AISTM, like skin slacking, all of it. And she was just the whole time like, can I please like get up off the table? Like I need to move. Um, she didn't even like like lying on her stomach just with her hand, you know, not even on her elbows. Even that was bothering her. And same thing with like even an anterior pelvic tilt just in standing was bothering her too. So then it kind of all clicks for me as she's like walking around. I just told her to like walk it off and let's see if it gets any better. I'm still thinking like graded exposure stoplight rule in my mind at first. And like I said, then it clicks for me that I was like, oh, wow. You know, I remember reading the flexion fast responder case a while ago, and she's actually had four kids recently in the past. And I believe was it, um, I think it was three out of your four cases you said were your wife after pregnancies, Dr. E? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because also my wife is, my wife also does press-ups everywhere. She does press-ups at other people's houses. She's mm-hmm. fear avoidant to flexion. Um and yeah, she ended up having, she ended up being a flexion rapid responder after pregnancies. That's funny. So that was my trigger that I was like, you know what, let's just try this, right? Because everything else has been, you know, I didn't do the actual test that you had in that blog. I forgot about looking at like, does extension immediately make flexion worse? But I was like, you know what, this is obviously not working. She's not tolerating it. Well, let's just try some flexions. So we tried just a handful of flexions at the end of our session. She was like, wow, I feel pretty good, right? Um, so I was like, you know what, let's try this. I gave her the stoplight rule just to make sure that it doesn't make things worse. Um, and she would know when to stop if it did get worse. Um, but by the second visit, she came back and she was just feeling great. So she went from being able to like her leg press was the main thing that was giving her back pain. She went from being able to leg press 25s on each side for 12 reps. And she would get this like lower back spasm and pain, which like she would have to just immediately stop to pressing three 45s on each side with 25s on each side. And she was getting a little bit of pain on the last set of eight. Um, I thought one of the funniest- That's a big difference. Yeah, that is a She was psyched. Like, she was out of this world. Um, so what's even funnier is during the rescreen on that next visit, she goes into extension, which had hurt before. Even that anterior pelvic tilt had hurt. And she's like, my back just cracked, actually. Like, that doesn't happen in so long. So from- getting us into that flexion and like, you know, decreasing the threat. She was actually able to get to that end range. She was like, this is crazy. Like I haven't cracked my back in forever, which I just thought that was another little interesting piece. Um, let me see. Yeah. The deflection rapid responder to me is still kind of a mystery or as McKenzie would call it an anterior derangement. I mean, when I got certified in 2004, uh, in the McKenzie system, McKenzie at that time had said that only his faculty had seen anterior derangements. And he hadn't himself. And and we're talking about a guy who would have someone flex, you know, maybe 30 or 40 times, have them extend 60, 70 times. Maybe I've seen McKenzie diplomats extend people for 45 minutes straight, um, which is not that fascinating. Um, but it, it's a thought process, you know, um, the, this, the part that you skipped, which is important, is um, does extension block flexion, mm-hmm. right? So if extension not only makes it worse, but if repeated flexion improves pain, uh, is very limited when you start, and then it actually gets better, it keeps like maybe they're limited to reaching to their knees. And then the more and more you flex, they can all of a sudden reach your toes, their pain mm-hmm. centralizes, it gets better. Then you try a couple extensions again. Extensions may not necessarily make it feel worse, but if they do like 10 extensions, and all of a sudden their, their flexion is rapidly blocked again, that, that's a, in the McKenzie system, that would be, you know, extension obstructs flexion which is normally the majority of people flexion obstructs 
extension. Mm -hmm. It goes the other way around. The more you flex, the then you rapidly lose extension. When you rapidly lose motion in the opposite direction, that's that's um, you know indi indication of some being a flexion rapid responder and extension rapid responder. But the thing that I don't get though is the majority of people who I've seen with this um, are typically swaybacks. Mm -hmm. They're people who never flex. But you would think that, or maybe they have like anterior pelvic tilts and they don't ever get out of them. You know what I mean? And they typically usually have like very, very flexible hips. Like you would think that someone would just sit all day or someone who's playing with their kids or something would have flexion, but I guess that maybe they need end range flexion or maybe yeah. they just avoid flexion. I don't know. Like someone with like very flexible posterior chain, you know, maybe they, they forward bend all the way and they, their lumbar spine like barely unloads, you know, yeah. like that's. That's my thinking for this, because otherwise you think that if the average person forward bends three to four thousand times a day, how is it that this? How would it not offset? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. That, that's yeah. That's the only thing that I could think of. Now that you bring it up, that's a great point. Like you know, she was in that anterior pelvic tilt from the pregnancy, but that was, I think, you know, even that was maybe a year or two ago. So you know, it's been a right. while. For my wife, she, it was acute. Yeah. Yeah, it was like shortly after, like within a week or two of having babies, and you know three months of being in an anterior pelvic tilt in um in third trimester but yeah a year or two later i'm thinking like how does someone avoid flexion that long that's yeah like you'd think it's almost impossible exactly right or with a leg press like i'm saying are her hips so flexible that she's just maybe moving. she has like super super retroverted hips or something that she is moving her hips and somehow staying in neutral mm -hmm. or at least not flexing enough so that she or maybe maybe leg press hurts so she doesn't even really like get into a, like a, a hip, you know, like a, a knees to chest kind of position. One of the things that I could think of with the leg press was that she did have um, cesarean section. So I'm wondering if maybe that lack of, if there's a loss of core control, she definitely had some loss of core control for sure. If that, you know, like you said, it's not necessarily always core strength that's like going to cause pain, but if you can't maintain that neutral spine and she's sensitized to extension, Maybe with the weight, if she's getting, you know, loaded into that extension, and that's where it kind of happens. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, though. And, and again, that, that is rare, and I'm glad you shared the case. Yeah, that's, I figured, you know, if I hadn't seen that blog post, I'd be like, what the heck? Like, just keep trying graded exposure. Right, awesome. Well, and, and you know, it, it probably still would have worked, but it would have been slower. Just like how, you know, without repeated loading, I think people got to where... Uh, McKenzie-like practitioners get to rapidly, it's just that it took a lot longer. Yeah, exactly. And that's, so our last piece was, because she still wanted, she's super excited. She wants to, you know, she's working with a trainer at our facility and she really wants to like get after it. Um, so our last piece was, you know, she only did about five times a day, those repeated flexions. So the last bit that we did was just teaching her how to do um, posterior pelvic tilts to end range in sitting so that she could do it more frequently throughout the day. And she texted me yesterday saying she's like completely better and she doesn't need another session. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Great was, job, Mike. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Where can people find you? Uh, let's see. You can find me on social media, on Instagram at rise above with Mike. Um, and then I'm assuming you'll drop the website in the link. I will. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Mike. Have a great day. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Well, you can find me, uh, Dr. E at Modern Rehab Mastery. That's our new online mentoring program. It includes modern manual therapy, modern patient education, and modern strength training. It's three months with three mentors, so one month with each mentor, four weeks, tons of modules. 
lots of CEUs, learn at your own pace for a month, then move on. Um, so go beyond the seminar. You also get chat room um, with your mentees and mentors and live Q&As every week. Check out all my products, Edge Mobility System. We have the new Edge ISTM toolbox that includes the Edge Mobility Star and the OG Edge Mobility Tool, our Edge Restriction System BFR cuffs. That's part of Dr. Kyle Coffey's Modern Strike Training BFR certificate. Uh, I hope to see you at a live eclectic approach course soon. That's Modern Manual Therapy um, in US, Canada, and South America. And uh, make sure to rate Untold Physio Stories five stars on Apple Podcasts. You could also subscribe on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And as always, you guys have an awesome day.